Hello and welcome back to the Audio DT with Reb T, the Audio Devar Torah with Reb T, the show where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Thank you for staying with us. As you can tell, if you're joining us now, besides for sheer enjoyment, we now posted ourselves as a podcast, which we try to do in a weekly format, hopefully, if Hashem allows me to get to it throughout the weeks. As we go week by week, we try to find a theme or an idea or some practical lessons we can glean from a phrase or a pasuk, something from the Parsha, a lot of time with the help of Chabad.com. From Chabad, they have wonderful, wonderful sources. This week, we're switching over to the story of Yitzchak. We had Lachachavayir Charesara, where we talked about Avram, one of my favorite characters in the Torah and Tanakh. Now we switch over to his son. Avram, of course, was Chesed, and his son is Gevura. Yitzchak is known as Gevura. He had the strength to take the message, to take the passage, to take the mantle of Jewish leadership and the Jewish people from Avram, and then be the link, the bridge, and the chain to transmit it to Yaakov. But of course, in his own right, he was a very strong person. And he did great things in his own right. Of course, that's why he is an Av. He is one of the Avos to begin with. Let's look at the phrase in Parak Chavav, Pasig Yudchet, that's 26.18 in Bereshis, Vayashav Yitzchak Vayachaporis Be'eros Hamayim, Asher Chafu Bimei Avraham Aviv, Dot, 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 Vayikra Lahen Shemos, Kashemos, Asher Kara Lahen Aviv. Yitzchak dug again the wells of water, dot, 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 and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. I want to focus on the idea of names. But before that, before we touch upon that in a second, we should realize the characteristic of Yitzchak's name. We should realize the fundamental aspect of Yitzchak's name. He was named for the laughter of his parents at hearing the good fortune, the good news of his birth. And he was named also for laughter and goodness because whenever people heard about Yitzchak, when when Sarah was remembered, I believe Rashi points out, many other people were remembered. Many people were healed. Many people had good things come to their life, and many people had wonderful aspects come to their existence, all because of Yitzchak. When Hashem remembered Sarah, Hashem remembered a lot of people. There was much laughter in the world. Yitzchak, Sikhokli Asa Hashem. Hashem did laughter for me, did good things for me. But his characteristic element was that of Gevura, strength, which means to be able to tackle whatever comes in life. I don't remember who the sage was, whether it was from Chabad or other sources, but somebody wrote, it means the ability to laugh at life's seemingly insurmountable difficulties. Being able to laugh at whatever comes in your life. Laughter is a very important midah, a very important aspect, a very important trait to have in our own lives. Sometimes laughter is so lacking from our lives. People react to different things different ways, but if we can involve humor and laughter, even at 
the most difficult parts, even the most sad parts of our life, that's a good thing. You see, a lot of people, how could people ever laugh during Shiva, you wonder? How could people ever laugh with people at Shiva? Because people understand the wonderful aspects of the person lost, laugh at the, the funny things that happened, the funny things that they did or happened to them that they were able to laugh at and the, at the family also is able to laugh at. And some people use humor as a mechanism of defense to be able to get through hard things, to be able to di- to tackle difficult things. And the much less level, Ahavdil, going through the crazy pandemic of 2020, which we're still a part of, we have to joke about and laugh about how crazy and strange the world is, how difficult the world is, how crazy the whole circumstances of everything going on in the world is so crazy. Sometimes we just have to laugh at different things. I want to also focus again on the fact about names, that names have a very powerful effect. I want to reiterate and touch upon this idea. I know we have a whole podcast episode of the lecture series with Reb T called The Powerful Claim of Names, and we had a whole talk about how to get a good name recently on the lecture series with Reb T called The Fame of a Good Name, but even so, it's still very important, very good to reiterate and rehash many ideas we talked about in the lecture. I highly recommend listening to the whole lecture, not just these few points we're going to reiterate now. But the lecture is called The Powerful Claim of Names. On the podcast, the lecture series with Reb T, which can be found on SheerEnjoyment.com, or could it be, or it could be found the full episode in any podcast form, including iTunes Podcasts and Google. You could probably Google it also, and you could listen to the whole thing there. But here, we're going to re- rehash a few de- ideas on the audio DT with Reb T over here, the audio devour relating to names. Again, a small version of what I discussed at length in the lecture series podcast episode about names. Names have an ultimate power, have a supreme power, especially as referenced in the verse in the Pasuk here in our current week Parsha Bible portion of told us. It talks about the names, the wells of water were names. The Ramban talks about his idea that Masa Avosim Labanim Excuse me, what happened to the forefathers portends and foreshadows what's going to happen to the children. Forefathers, our forefathers went through different things that allude to what's going to happen throughout history. And there were three wells. The Ramban talks about at length much better explained than anything I could ever try in any minute level. He talks about different wells. They had different names. One well was talking about the first base of Migdash, which was destroyed, contested. The second well dug between Avram and Yitzchak, especially Yitzchak in this parsha, was 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 dug and also contested. It didn't last the second base of Migdash, but the third well, which he dug, did last and wasn't contested, wasn't argued, wasn't fought about, and that's an allusion to the third base on Migdash, which we should speedily be Zelcha to have speedily in our days that'll be everlasting. It'll be a wonderful well, a wonderful wellspring of peace, wellspring of Kedusha holiness that the whole world will benefit from and will never be destroyed, may be soon in our days. And that's the idea of names. The different wells were names, allusion to the base on Migdash, as the Ramban Nachmanides points out. But it's important to realize that names have value in general in meaning, whether an object or an animal or a person. Even the, the name of the Hasidah, for example, that's an animal that's kind in some ways, but it's kind in the wrong ways. It's only kind to its own kind. 
pun intended. It's only kind and giving to members of its own tribe, to members of its own species, but that's not real kindness. And its name is lacking in the fact of doing that. Different objects have different names also. You think about a delet, a door, or you think about different objects that have different names, and names have different elements. You think about the element of tzitzis. Tzitzis has a gematria that almost adds up to the full value of 613. It adds up to 600. Tzadiyud, Tzadiyud, that's 100, 100, and tough is 400, that adds up to 600. And 13, we get the eight, the eight strings and the five knots, or something like that. We get the 13, so 613 sitzes. The word sitzes fringes. You ever wonder why sitzes are called sitzes? It alludes to the name, alludes to the idea that 613 commandments are embedded in the sitzes. We look at the sitzes, we're supposed to be reminded of Hashem, all the mitzvahs that we're supposed to do on this world. So objects can have names, and of course our names have very strong power. In the lecture series, I go through my own Hebrew name, Natan Mordechai, but we each have our own names, Hebrew names that element, that relate and allude to different things we're supposed to do. We also each have our own verses that we're supposed to say at the end of Shemona Esrei, which is cataloged in the back of the art school sitter and shows us what to do. There's a Pasuk for Nun Nun, for Natan, for me, and there's a Pasuk for Mem Yud, for me, for Mordechai, but everyone has a different Pasuk relating to their Hebrew name. It's fascinating and it's supposed to relate on some level, it's supposed to allude to us on some level what we're supposed to do. And I talk at length in the Shir how there's some elements talking about talking about Torah and I have a passion for audio, a passion for radio, and even though in the past I use it for Narshkat, I try now to use it for better things, which is alluding maybe on some tiny level of what I'm supposed to do a little bit on this world in hopefully 120 years. So each of us have to look at our own Hebrew names, have to look at our own Hebrew essence, have to look at what our verses allude to, what we're supposed to do in our in our world. Of course, I'm not a Navi or anything. Very difficult to figure out how every Pusik relates to everything that you're passionate about or you love to do or you're currently doing, but suffice to say that there's some element, something relates to the Pusik, to your name, that's supposed to key you in. Names are supposed to be used and given to us as a purpose and a reason. Sometimes we have nicknames without thinking, thinking about it. It might seem meaningless, but you think about the Hebrew name. It has a deepness. It has a root. It has a very strong, powerful element to what we're supposed to do, to how we're supposed to be involved and what aspects of life we're supposed to be a part of. Names have a strong element. You think about the name, you think about a name such as as Dove, which we're going to talk about in a second, a bear, that person might have the strength of a bear. Somebody named Ari might have the element of kingship in it, might be a leader, might be someone who's strong as a lion, or who has the strength, the inner character of a lion. We say our names, we think about it, it could have a supreme element. I truly believe in the supreme power of names, and especially the verses of relating to them. Our names were divinely inspired for our parents to choose for us. If we have children, we're divinely inspired to choose our names for our kids. My kids also have names that relate to their personalities. One of my kids has a name that's related to laughter also, and he, he's a funny kid, a, a cute kid. The other kid has a has a graceness about him, and his Hebrew name alludes to that. And our daughter also has a, has, a, has a preciousness to her. They're all precious, but her in her own way is a different level, and such names were divinely inspired for us to think and how to be involved with those names. Hashem gives us a small element of Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration to come to 
names. The names that are given to us, we give to our kids, that we carry with us and they carry with them can represent concepts and traits and different ideals to bring with us wherever we go, to carry with us wherever we go. You could also be named for a person or for their good traits or for their personalities. We could have influence from verses with our names, different hidden messages of what we should be doing with our lives. You could even have numerical value in gematria of what the name's supposed to be, like we talked about for tzitzis. If you use Hebrew letters and their letter amounts, it can really indicate dip messages as well. Like we looked at the, the word for tzitzis again as well. You think about names, you're looking at exploring Hebrew names we have, not English nicknames or not legal names that don't have real bearing, but the Hebrew names we have and are given. You look at Yitzchak from this week's parsha, Tzachalkli, laughter, and, and strength to be able to laugh in the right ways at different aspects of life. We're not again talking about the English names or nicknames or legal names, we're looking at the Hebrew names. Isn't it curious to think that one of the three fundamental things that the Jews kept in Egypt, they were on the 49th level of Tumar, sages tell us, the commentators tell us, what distinguished them between them and the Egyptians? They kept on to three things. They kept on to their way of speaking, Hebrew language. They kept on to their clothing, the Hebrew way of dressing modestly, distinctly, not dressing like the, the seculars around them, the society and the culture around them, having to make sure that, that they, they have Jewish elements, and nowadays I would say the kippah and the tzitzes, and also keeping their Jewish names. So they had three things that... They're, they're, that they were involved with, three things that they were participating with, three things that they had that kept them apart from the Egyptian neighbors. And of course, one of them was that Jewish name. They kept their Hebrew name. They kept their distinctness. We should realize, even if we're living in strange times and strange places, like we talked about on last week's Audio DT, the strangeness of where we're living, we have to really live in Israel. Understand, we need to be distinct. We have to use the Torah and the Torah language. You have to use the Hebrew language. We have to use our Hebrew Jewish names, our fundamental names, our Jewish names are our real names, not any secularized English version of it, God forbid. We have to use our real names, our Hebrew names, to be involved with the real things, to be involved with what we're supposed to be involved with. That's what could keep us apart from our neighbors. Think about how a name like Dove, which means bear, having the strength of a bear, has vastly different connotations than Ramesses, which may or may not have a meaning or an essence at all. When we look at our names, when we look at their essence in our pasukim, it could be very guiding for our mission in life, especially if we use our passions and talents and abilities to do so. Look at those verses of your names in the back of the art scroll sitter. What do they translate to tell you as they're teaching to guide you? What do the pasukim really mean? Think about the meaning of your name or names. Think about the numeric value of your name. Think about the gematria of your name. Think about what the definition, the translation of your Hebrew name is. There's a whole list on h.com where they go through boy names and girl names. If you need the, the aspect of what the name means, go find it. And it's amazing what every name could be. It could teach us about our essence. It could teach us about our purpose. It can clue us in to what our mission in life is. So often on so many of my shows, I talk about how important it is to key in to find our passion in life. 
to find our mission in life, to find what we're doing in this life. As we talk about so often, there never is going to be another person like you. There, no, there is no other person like you right now. You're the only you. You're the only Uncle Schmerl on earth. Even if you have a twin, even if you have a close sibling or a brother or sister, it's not you. You are the only you. And there never was someone like you in the history. So obviously you have a unique purpose, a unique function. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do in this world to do so? What are you going to change in this world? How are you going to find your mission? The way to find it, H.com points out, I believe with, with Miss Riegler, if you had all the time in the world, you had all the money in the world, you could do anything you wanted, what would you do? What would your answer to that question be? For me, of course, it would be hosting real radio, doing a real radio show, somehow involving it with, with my shows that I currently do, involving it with Torah in some aspect, because I love radio, I love audio. I would probably do that. What would your love be? What would your passion be? What would your essence be? Think about your name. Maybe your name or your verses could guide you into that. And even non name things, not even non, non, non-human things, but names of objects have significance, have relevance. As the Ramban pointed out, we pointed out the Ramban says about the wells, they had names and they were named, they had specific aspects and specific elements. There's no need to have to name a well, but it was named because it references something, it symbolizes something, it's involved with something, it, it shows something, and it gives aspects to something. So Rashi points out on this verse that we started with on this week, and Yitzchak again dug, meaning the wells that they had dug in the days of his father Avraham, and that the Polishim had stopped up before Yitzchak traveled from Gerar, he went back and he dug them. Yitzchak went back and he redid the things that Avraham, excuse me, did, even though Avram did it beforehand, because that involves the idea of staying to your name, staying to your ancestors, and sticking up for your family name, sticking up for your family heritage, being proud of your heritage, being proud of those who came before you. So often, unfortunately, nowadays, so many people shirk the responsibility of the name of their family. They shirk their responsibility. They shirk the the beautiful heritage that the Jewish people gave to them through their own family, through their own lineage. How sad that is that they run to secular culture, to society, they try to assimilate, they try to secularize themselves, and they lose fact of the beautifulness that is our way of life, the beautifulness that is Judaism, the, the amazingness that is the Jewish way of life. You're not going to get any of that in the in, in the the in the in the the fleeting, excuse me, the fleeting lifestyle that is the hevel, that is the materialistic, the materialistic aspects of nowadays. Everybody is, what can I have? What can I get? What can this product give me? What can this product do for you? It's so vain and it's so hevel. It's such a loss of what we're really here to do. We're only given 120 years. You're supposed to acquire a good name for yourself. Use your literal name to be the name that's powerful, to claim a good name for yourself, to acquire a good name for yourself. What are you doing with 120 years? You're going to run to society? What are you doing in society? What are you doing with your t- passions, with your talents? Are you just going to be another bank teller? Or are you going to take your, your, your keenness for the wonderfulness of using money and figuring out how to solve your shul's deficit. That would be a great way to take your talent for numbers and really helping it for your shul or for an institution, for an organization, a chesed tzedakah organization. You're the only one that might be able to be involved with those things. You might be the only one that has the capability to solve the shul's financial fiscal crisis by using your talent for numbers. If you're really good at math, really good at numbers, really good at bank telling, maybe you could do so for your shul. If you're really good at trains, 
then what are you doing working in a farm? You know, you might not have that talent. You might not be cultivating your talent. You might not be using your name in the right way. Maybe you should have a talent to figure out how to best use the train so that when the base of English comes back, we can figure out how to get it right in front of the base of English, right next to the Sanhedrin. Maybe you should use your talent in such a way. If you have capabilities, you have a name that brings you to a certain place, you should do so. You should carry the heritage of the tradition of the Jewish people. You should carry your ability to do good for the Jewish people, make sure to take your name, stand up for your name, and and stand with your name, and use your name in the right way. And Yitzchak went back to take care of that which Avram did. If your if your father, your your grandfather, your those before you invented something that you're in line with, you should stand up and continue that tradition. It's so nice to see these companies, especially Jewish companies, in the family for fifty years. So nice to be cultivating, especially baking or cooking or or. Or, or different aspects, different drinks and the like, you know, soft drinks or whatever that were started in a family and kept in the family. It's really nice when they carry on the tradition and they carry on the ability to do so. It's wonderful to see keeping up with whatever the family did. And if your family had a good name, you should continue the good name with whatever your name is. Just like Yitzhak went and made a good name for himself using his name, his strength of character to continue with what Avram did and to fix what Avram did that other people messed around with the wells so too we should do in our own life with those around us the Medrash Agada points out again a lot of the sources are from Chabad that behold the humility of Yitzchak the Medrash Agada points out a person acquires a house and gives it a name then his son comes and adds a new part to it and calls it by a different name so a person might think you know this was my dad's house, but now it's my house. I'm going to revamp the whole thing. I don't want it to look anything like my dad's house. But that's not really giving good heritage to those before you. Keep the character of the house. Keep the idea of the house. It's nice to be able to see the house and, and remember how the house was when you grew up with it. Why do you have to radically change it and alter it? Not so by Yitzchak. All the wells which Avraham dug and named, although they were entirely stopped up by the Plishtim, when Yitzchak redug them a second time, he did not get them. He did not give them new names, but he reinstated the names given them by his father. So he wanted to keep the heritage. He wanted to keep the work that his father did. He wanted to, to stay with the wonderful work that Avraham did. He didn't want to rename it. He didn't want to totally revamp it. He wanted to keep it in the spirit of what Avraham did. When you have an organization or a website or a, something started in someone's name, it's beautiful when you keep their name to it, you keep their tradition to it. Lahabdo, if someone writes a book series or someone creates a recipe or someone creates something, you change the whole name of it, all the viewership, the authorship, the audience is lost. But when you keep the flavor of the original name, the original person, it's wonderful to keep that tradition alive, to keep that memory alive. If someone invents a different type of thing, like you think about the, the wonderful things out there. I just spoke with the other day, the inventor of Torah cards. How wonderful if the tradition would be kept for years and years and years, uh, hundreds of hundreds of years, in line with the original thought of the founder. It's a wonderful, wonderful concept. I love growing up with them. It's wonderful to see that it is still out there. How wonderful it would be to keep the same flair 
of that invention. I'm also thinking about the idea of Gedolim cards, trying to find them, how cool it would be to keep up that for years. And you think about the Talmud, how it's kept the same way in the spirit of Ravina of Ravashi. It wasn't changed. It was kept the same way. The lineage, the heritage of the Talmud, of the Torah, was always kept the same way. So to our own spiritual heritage, our own spiritual ideals that our parents and our grandparents and everyone teaches to us, gives to us, should stay the same way. That's what Yitzchak did. He didn't changed the names, he kept the names that his father gave to those wells. He wanted to make sure to keep the the wonderfulness that Avraham did in line with what he did. He kept the name of the family, kept his own name alive. What reward did he receive for this? The other patriarchs had their names changed. Think about it. Avraham was first called without the hey, Avram. Later he became Avram, Av Hamon Goim, instead of just Avaram. Yaakov was initially called Yaakov and subsequently was given the name Yisrael. But Yitzchak is the only one of the Avos who was given the name Yitzchak from God even before his birth and his name was never changed for all generations. Why? Why was Avram's name changed? Why was Yaakov's name changed but not Yitzchak? Maybe because, as pointed out here, Yitzchak stayed true to the lineage, the heritage of his father. He stayed true to the name, his own name, having the strength of character to be able to be that bridge, but to still be his own independent identity. To be able to be that person that carries the torch of Avram and carries the torch to Yaakov, but still doing it in a way that he's able to have his own identity. You don't have to live exactly as your parents, obviously. You don't have to live exactly as your ancestors, but live in the spirit of what they did. Don't radically change anything they gave to us. We keep the same Torah. We keep the same Torah Shabbat Pam. We keep all the mitzvahs, all the laws as was given to us. Don't change anything like that. Keep the name involved in those things. Yitzchak was able to be that Yitzchak, to be someone full of strengths, full of character, and he was able to keep his name. His name wasn't changed. How sad would it be if our name would have to be changed? You know, Yamach Shemam, all the people in history, especially in World War II, the Holocaust, they didn't care how assimilated a person was. They didn't care that his name was Jake and he didn't go by Yaakov. They didn't care that his name was uh, Jeremy and he didn't go by Yirmiyahu. They didn't care that his name was uh, was changed all the way to Nate and he didn't go by Natan or whatever. All those things, they, they realize a Jew is a Jew is a Jew is a Jew. Deep down, all elements we have, we have that Pintalayim, we have the namesake of the Jewish people within us. As much as a person wants to run away from Judaism, Judaism doesn't run away from you. We keep Shabbos, Shabbos keeps us. They say Shabbos kept the Jewish people more than the Jewish people kept Shabbos. That's our mainstay, our namesake. You can't run away from Judaism, you can't run away from your namesake. You could pretend to run away to frivolity and trivialities and you can run away to materialism but it's not going to be spiritually fulfilling you have to understand like Yitzchak carried the namesake carried the names of the wells carried the traditions of his forefather of his father we too have to carry the traditions of our forefathers we have to stay true to the Torah lifestyle we have to stand up and use our names properly in the Torah lifestyle in the Torah way keeping the mitzvahs keeping ourselves involved in a Torah way keeping ourselves involved in the in the 
Judaic way. You know, we're going to come up to Hanukkah soon. Hanukkah, I've said many times before, is my favorite holiday of the entire year. Now it's just because you don't have to worry about chametz or about a sukkah or about staying up all night eating dairy or about any of those things. It's just a wonderful holiday where you take the light, you take the torch of all those previous generations and you light it again. Every night we light the candle. We try to banish the darkness. It's no coincidence that Hanukkah comes in the deep, dark dread of the winter when it's the coldest time of year, when it's the darkest time of year, when it's the shortest days of the year is right around the time of Hanukkah. And many times, very often, the world scene, the world stage around us seems very dreadful, seems very dark. But Hanukkah brings hope. Hanukkah brings that candle. One candle can ban it, banish the entire darkness. One candle has the ability to get rid of darkness. One candle can get rid of all the darkness. We talked about the story before. Rabbi Akiva goes into the forest. It's a dark, dark forest. The only thing he brings with him, besides to the rooster and the horse and whatever, is that candle. Why does he bring a candle? Because in those days they didn't have electricity, they needed light. But one candle can banish the darkness. Obviously, Hashem blew out the candle because he wanted to save Rabbi Kiva's life because of the bandits in the area. But regardless, one candle can banish the darkness. You have that candle within you. Your namesake, your name has the candle within you. The namesake of the Jewish people standing up for your name, standing up with your name, to your name, making sure you're true to your name, true to your element is a way that we can go about bringing such light into the world. The world is very dark these ages. It feels like Mashiach is coming. I hope, I hope it's true. Other people are saying he has to come, he has to come. We're hoping that's true. It should be that we're Zohar, that Mashiach comes today. That the Beis Amigdash comes today. And those who are in power all over the world are only in power to help the Jewish people, to further the Jewish people, to further the state of Israel, and to further things that will help the Jewish people. But we have to do our own part on our own level. If you have talents, you have capabilities, you have qualities, you have abilities, you must use them in the right way. You must use them in proper ways. Find out what your name stands for. Yitzchak knew his name stood for Gavura, stood for strength, stood for laughing in the face of life's difficulties in the right way, in the right mannerisms, not crude laughter. We have a whole other lecture about the rumor of humor, what real humor means, and how to use humor. Check it out on the lecture series with Reb T. But we have to use our namesake in that right way. Find what your name stands for. Find what your name translates to be. Find what your verses mean, what those psukha mean in the back of the sitter. Find out what you could stand for, what you're supposed to be. And maybe you too can be a bridge in the life of the existence of the Jewish people. You know, if you think about all the years of all the, the history of the entire world, we're just a blip in existence of the whole timeline of the whole world. God willing, we're given 120 years, but 120 years is nothing. But a person that acquires a good name, uses their name in a right way, uses their name to profoundly impact the world, that person is remembered. That person does good things, and that person really affects change in the world. You could have lived only for eons, for not eons, excuse me, you could have lived for just years but you could have made a difference. You think about the Arizal, he only had so many years on this earth. I think he only lived 36 or so years, maybe 39 or whatever, but a very short life, but he made such an effect, such a powerful effect, and his name was Ari. Zali was like a lion, strong like a lion. So many people were given just so few years on this earth, didn't have a lot of time on this earth, but made such tremendous impact, such tremendous difference on this world because you don't have to live for gazillions of years to make an impact. You just have to take your name. 
Use your name. Stand up for your name. Stand up with your name. Keep that Jewish name and use it proudly. Find the strength within your name to figure out what to do in this life. You think about how strong your name is. You think about how important your name is, how powerful your name is. Think about how in society, in the Egyptian time, that was one of the only things they held on to. And that was one of the things that kept them distinct from those around them, even though they fell in every other level. They kept their language. They kept their dress. They kept their their names. Those are things we should keep at the minimal and keep so much more besides for that. To keep us distinct in strange lands. To keep us distinct in strange times. Realize to stand up, dress like a prince, like a princess, because we ourselves are princes and princesses of Hashem. We are royalty. Talk with royalty, not Moti Shem or Lashon Hara, God forbid. Talk with Lashon Tov, have Ahmad Chinam. Talk in the right way, befitting a royal member. In words of Torah, words of, of good things, and words of mitzvahs and chesed being involved in good things, and it all starts with that name. Just as Yitzchak used his name, Yitzchak kept the names of the wells, honing to tradition, keeping in tradition and heritage in mind, so do we need to use our names and keep our names and look to tradition and keep tradition alive in any way we can. Whatever your passion is, whatever your ability is, whatever your capability is, whatever your quality is, whatever aspect of your life you can do to contribute to the Jewish people, contribute to furthering the Jewish people, helping the Jewish people. You take your name, you take your ability, you take your capability and you could do so to bring the Jewish people to further lengths, to bring them to further places. We have that name, and we can keep that name. Even if a person has a house that was given to them, or, or, or heritage that was given to them, or has different things that was given to them, whether a small thing like a, a talus or a tefillin, or a great thing like a big thing like a house, or anything involved in your life given to you, you can make it your own in certain ways, but keep the inherent tradition alive. Keep the inherent flavor alive. Keep the inherent design alive. Keep it alive, the heritage, your heritage. Keep it alive, but bring your name to it. Bring your name to the world. Use your name with its strengths, its talents to make the world a better place, to change the world for the better, to do things for the world, to make it as good as we can, little by little. And maybe in our own times, if we do so, we could be Zohar to bring Mashiach and the third base of Migdash speedily in our days. May it be soon today. Join us next time as we talk the audio DT with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.